0: This is the Monetize Everything Podcast. A place where people just like you can learn how to build wealth, improve personal finances, and start an online business all online. Now, here's your
1: host, serial entrepreneur, author, and speaker, George Pitts. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to Episode 8 of the Monetize Everything Podcast. We got a great, great episode today and two great guests um, that's coming on today. Um, A few, these, let me tell you a little bit about these individuals. They uh, took over six figures worth of debt and eliminated it in just as little as a couple of years, and they're known in the online world on Instagram and YouTube, uh, just to name a few, as Black, Married, Debt, and Debt Free. Uh, So I'm bringing on today Marcus and Shira, who are the uh, brand ambassadors and founders of Black Married and Debt Free. And we're going to talk about a little bit about their journey and how they actually went through uh, the whole debt-free process or the debt-free journey and how they actually turned that into an actual brand. One of the things that you guys have always heard me talk about is how important it is to take what it is that you know or what you've overcome and teach other people how to do it and turn that into a business and brand. And they have done this absolutely seamlessly. Um, I started following them roughly about a month ago. And I was just the way that they have literally turned that success into this brand and and really got so many people engaged was just it just really warmed my heart, and so whenever I reached out to them about coming on the podcast, I was so honored that they agreed. So, uh, without further ado, we're going to bring on Marcus and Shira. Uh, Marcus and Shira, how are you guys doing today? Oh, we're doing good, George. Thank you for having us on. Yeah, thanks. Absolutely, absolutely, guys. So, so tell us a little bit about Marcus and Shira. Who who is black, married, and debt free? How did this How did this come about?
0: Well. <clears throat> We've been married for going on twelve years now. Uh, we got married in two thousand seven, and you know, we had kind of just the normal debt that your average American has. You know, student loans, uh, credit cards, you know, our home mortgage, things of that nature, and we kind of were just, you know, going through the motions, I guess, playing our minimum balance and just living life, uh, trying to trying to figure out how to how to navigate life and after we had our first child, uh, Cameron, we had our son, Cameron, we have two kids, Cameron and Taylor. Uh, after we had our son in 2014, we, uh, I I had a a position that didn't really go as expected. So we kind of fell on hard times financially. And, uh, you know, just our son coupled with the the financial situation we were in, uh, kind of set off a light bulb in my head and, 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 uh, helped me to really, Realized that we were in some financial trouble. Uh, at that time, I was kind of manning the finances, I would say, and you know, I really had to just kind of let go of that pride as a, as a husband and just come to my wife and, and say, "Hey, this is this is how we're looking financially, and you know, c- c- let's put our heads together and 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 really try to dig ourselves out of this." Uh, so that's that's kind of the the genesis of of, of everything, and kind of when we realized. Hey, something needs to change.
2: Yeah. Wow. Right, right, and um, we got to like we got into a really tough financial spot, and so that was kind of the 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 I guess the beginning right. of everything, and that's pretty much when we started working as a team, mm-hmm. which we hadn't been doing previously.
1: Right. Wow, and and you know what? That's really something that I see a lot in in relationships, uh, especially even with, with, with just me and my wife is that uh, sometimes, especially when it comes to the finances part, uh, we don't work together as a unit as, as, as best we could. There's usually one person that, that runs the finances, heads everything. and the other person is just kind of you know uh, just you know doing their part on the, the area that they cover. But, you know, it's like when we come together, it's almost like we become the super team, so to speak. Um, and we're able to get so much done. Um, Marcus, what was that like to go to your wife and sit down with her after you being over the finances for so long and, and really manning everything to, what what did that feel like to know you, you had to go to her and have that conversation?
0: You know, George, it, w- it was tough because, you know, as a man, uh, with somewhat I uh, consider old school values. Uh, you know, I wanted to be the, the breadwinner. The bread I wanted to take care of my wife and I wanted to show her that you know, I could have the finances under control. And a part of it was going to her was really having to admit it to myself, which is, the, I think, uh, the struggle that a lot of uh, men have is like, we say, oh, it's good, it's good. We kind of mask it. Oh, no, you know, we're doing good. We're doing okay. But you know you're sinking, but you just don't want to admit it to yourself right so when i admitted it to my wife that was kind of you know me also admitting it to myself as well saying you know what you can't do it all by yourself you 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 know you need to bring this up and you need to have this conversation and and put our heads together and figure out you know what what can we do you know so it, it's sometimes you just have to get past that pride you know and that's that's what it was like for me
1: and you know that's our biggest struggle as men it's it's just in our DNA I mean you know we're not related or anything, but we all we we, we all have that somewhere in our DNA where we're very prideful, especially right. when it comes to being the protector the supporter, and things like that and you know some of us as men we find it almost you know as some of us look at it almost as a weakness when we become bon- when we you know, be vulnerable like that. So I, I know that had to take a lot of, you know, a lot in you to do that. Um, Shire, with that being said, what was that like to see him come to you and be vulnerable and, 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 and say that? And what was your response to that?
2: Yeah, well, one thing about our relationship is that we were friends first. Marcus and I were friends for years before we even got married. So it's, you know, me and it's my friend, you know, my partner, my husband coming to me, you know, with this challenge. And I I like a challenge, you know, and so for me, it was um, time for me to, to really be a team player and figure out, you know, where are we going to go from here? And so like I remember the day and I know Marcus remembers the day that we sat down and we actually looked at our finances. Like we had never really looked at our finances just you know, so we looked at everything, you know, and it was, um, during that time, it was like, okay, well, what can we cut? What, you know, what is going to be our strategy? And so for me, it was just, you know, like a, a light bulb, you know, um, turned on for me. And it's like, this is what it really means to be a helpmate. You know, so that's just kind of where I was.
1: Right, right. And 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 I think that's so important because, you know, one of the things also that we got to realize and for the listeners out there, both the men and women and couples out there, um, it's very important that, you know, us as men, we feel we're not going to feel any less after we come to you know, our spouses and say, this is what we're going through. Because sometimes they'll say, well, you were over this all the time. How would you get us here? And all this, stuff. you know, we already done been beat up because if we're going to come to you like that, we've already been beat up mentally. Right. You right. know, we, we, we already got the the mental black eye and the busted nose and the lip. We don't need, we, we, you know, we, we don't need you putting us in a headlock. So <laughs> I, I think that, <laughs> I think that was just, you know, an amazing response from you uh, and, 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 helping him, you know, say, okay, you know, I feel that I got someone with me that's going to help me do that because that's, that's really what's going to push you to, to get to that net, to, to that next place out of that. Um, you mentioned that you guys were kind of in a, in a bad financial situation and, and I'm, I'm glad that you said it that way. And here's why. And this is, this is the question I want to ask many people when they find themselves in a bad situation, they don't get into that that whole def, you know defense mode, and 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 start putting a plan together to go on the offense. They we just stay defensive.
0: Right. So
1: what was it like, and and can you kind of take us through what it is once you guys sat down and said, "Look, we got a problem. This is what's going on." What gave? What was it that you guys did next to put that plan of action in to go on the offense? Because a lot of us we just kind of curl up in the corner and just hope and pray that everything goes. Okay. When we open our eyes again, you guys didn't do that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So for us, it was like sink or swim. And we chose to swim. And so at our lowest point, our monthly income was $1,300 and we live in California. We had a mortgage, a new baby. And yes, we had more month than we had money. Um, But luckily, When we first got married, we had a relative come to our house and basically convince us to sign up for like this monthly savings plan. So we did that along with with life insurance. And so it it was during that time where we were trying to figure out our strategy that we realized that we had a little pot of money that had been accumulating over the years. And so we were able to tap into that and we used that to carry us through for the next few months, and so for us, that um, also showed the importance of having an emergency fund. And so we had an emergency fund without really giving it, you know, that particular label. Um, so part of our strategy was eliminating some of the the wants. You know, we cut cable. We got rid of our gym membership. So we we really had to go through our our expenses with a fine tooth comb, and then also. Um, we discuss me going back into the workforce. And so that was part of our, our strategy. And then also Marcus um, is a musician. And so he was able to um, use that gift to bring additional income into our household. So um, it took some time for me to secure, you know, a job and for Marcus to do the same, like kind of like a side job. And so, yeah and Marcus he even got a, a new job, which was great and so um over the over the course of a few months we were able to um, turn our our financial situation turned around significantly wow
1: wow that's i think that's wow that's that's awesome i mean y'all y'all really put a plan together to really to really think to really put this thing in, to, to bed um yeah. What was it like staying on top? Once you guys actually sat down and said, okay, we're going to start tackling this debt, what did you guys decide to tackle first? And what was it like to really start to put that plan in motion and put it into fruition? Like what was it like to make that first extra payment or make that first, you know, what what, what was that? Take us through what it was like once you sat down, you made that that plan of action and then actually did it for the first time.
2: Yes, so... I laid out some of the strategies that we had talked about and then within a few months, our income had grown. And so we knew what it was like to live broke because yeah. that's where we were. <laughs> and so, um, so when we started, when our income increased, we looked at it as an opportunity, right? So we could go, we could get a new car cause I got a new job, you know, we could go shopping, but we, we sat down and we said, what are we going to do with this additional income?
0: yeah at that time we were in a better financial situation but we still had debt
2: you know right and we
0: knew we like Shar said we, we that was a time to decide we can either kind of just let to so go keep paying that minimum now we're making more money now we could live a lab, more lavish lifestyle or we could say let's dedicate all of our energy to paying off that debt so we're never in this situation again because you know that's it was the the um Low paying, you know, we, we weren't making a lot of income. Plus, we had the weight of that debt. So we said to ourselves, "Well, if we can get rid of the debt, God forbid if something like this were to come up again, we would be in a much better, better. position." Right. So, strategy wise, um,
2: so we decided to take this this new income because Marcus started to make more money on his new job, and he started to have kind of like side hustles, and so we were able to pay our bills with just the money that he was bringing in. And so we decided to um, allocate this new income um, that I had on on a new job, and we threw that entire income towards the debt. And so that was, you know, credit card, and then my $30,000 student loan, and you know we knocked that out and then we moved on to our home mortgage and that was the the largest debt that that we had we were able to purchase a condo kind of when the market was down so we got it at you know a pretty good price um but that was our our mountain that we set our 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 sights on and so we just chipped away at it we knew where that money was going so it wasn't it wasn't like new we already it was already uh already predetermined, uh, where it would go. And so we just, we just stayed the course. Wow. Wow.
1: That's that right there. That right there is probably the biggest thing that people stand out down the barrel at is the, the mortgage, the mortgage. I mean, everybody says it's the biggest purchase you'll probably ever make. And one of the most important ones. So when you stare down at that, I'm sure that was like, wow, that, that was like looking at a mountain and you're like at the foot of it. Yes. Right. What That'd was that like when you guys got over that mountain? When you climbed it and you got to the top and you conquered it. Tell us what that was like. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting excited. It was so about good. <laughs> we were so
2: happy. You know what? It was um it was like the weekend of Juneteenth. Woo. And so for us, that was just it was just all the way around freedom. Yeah, like it was yeah. very exciting. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It was it was exciting because you know, you're in it. And, you know, there are some points and times when you're paying off a debt that large. So so, so just to go back a, a little bit, what we did was we paid off our smallest debts and we kind of snowballed that up. Uh, some of you are familiar with that, that strategy of paying your lowest debt and kind of rolling that over into the largest one. So we were having little mini celebrations. We we're paying off our smallest one. Right. Ooh, we paid it. We're excited. But then when it came to that mortgage, you're paying on that, you know, this was a two and a half year process for us. So we're paying on that for the, 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 good portion of that and you know you get kind of discouraged you like man I, you know do I want to keep paying for this I mean yeah I'm seeing that we're making progress but it just starts to become a goal that you like will we ever get there so when we finally did it was just extremely exciting and you know you're open to a whole new world of possibilities of you know when it comes to investing when it comes to saving for your kids college I mean there's so many more things at that at that point that we realized we can do that we were just extremely excited
2: Yeah, and for us, you know, after we became debt-free, it was, you know, incredibly um, exciting and empowering, but one of the the things that we discovered is that true financial freedom isn't debt freedom, but it's passive income. And so after we conquered this mountain of debt, you know, we started to work towards the goal of really um, having financial freedom through passive income.
1: I hate to ask you to do this, Shira. <laughs> Will you please repeat that again? Because I teach the pa- the, I teach this so much and I'm so glad somebody else is talking about this. <laughs> what is the true meaning of financial freedom?
2: Yes, so, finan- so true financial freedom isn't debt freedom, it's passive income.
1: That's a quote, that needs to be on the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That needs to be on a shirt and I will buy the first five. (laughs) That is so important. So, so important. So let's change with that piece of news. Let's change gears a little bit. You got debt free. You paid off your mortgage. You, I mean, it's just, you guys are literally sitting down thinking, wow, we did it. What brought you guys or ushered you into the place of thinking, well, let's just save as much money as we can build up our savings build up college fund. What made you think we can build more income and passive income at that? What took you there?
2: Yeah. So while we were getting out of debt, we started to um, become interested in real estate. And so we knew that it wasn't something that we could do at the time because we were working on our debt. But really, um, as far as the, the time frame for when we would get out of debt it was literally a mathematical equation because we knew how much we were throwing at at the debt so we took that time um while we were getting out of debt to really prepare for what we would do next and so for us it was it was real estate it was you know how how could we make this happen
0: yeah and uh you know as we were paying off the debt keep in mind we were throwing everything at the debt so we weren't contributing, I was contributing to the match at my uh, uh, employer. So the uh, 401k, I was contributing to our, my employer's 401k up to the match so that I can get my employer to match what I was putting. But other than that, we weren't really saving or gearing up or building towards retirement. Retirement. So the real estate and the passive income from the real estate was a good way. So, you know, we thought that was a good way for us to work towards a retirement goal as well. So that's that's definitely uh, you know something that we were looking looking at. So,
2: absolutely. And once you're out of debt, you have, I mean, we it freed up a you know a good amount of money for us to be able to put money into the market and also look at other venture uh, look at other ventures such as real estate.
1: So when you guys look, and, and first of all, let me say this: I, I I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If you want to enjoy true retirement and you want to build true wealth wealth is everything when it comes to wealth always points back at real estate. I'm a true believer in that. Mm -hmm. When when it comes to wealth, everything points back to real estate. When you look at some of the most wealthiest people, you may not know them for their real estate, but most of them are big investors in real estate. Jeff Bezos is a huge investor in real estate. Um, Warren Buffett, he's a huge investor in real estate. Uh, You know, many people don't realize that, that many of the investors and many of the entrepreneurs that we see and that we idolize or, or admire, they're very big on real estate. That's where wealth is, that's where wealth is. true wealth comes from. You know, a lot of people think it's the stock market and that is a great place to do it. But real estate is where it's at. Right. Um, I was just looking on you guys' Instagram earlier this week and I saw where you guys were actually driving around looking for properties. Tell us what that process is like. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, uh, George, we actually, we knew that we didn't, we knew we wanted to invest in, but we knew that California was not ideal due to how expensive the the, the properties were. Mm-hmm. So what we did was we decided, hey, we're going to go out of state and we're going we're to gonna kind of set our sights to uh, out of state investing. So we wanted to have a property to buy and hold, which is when you purchase a property and you have, uh, you rent it out and you have a renter. You know pay you that passive income that we were talking about right so we i believe that video you saw we had actually acquired the property and then we tra- we traveled to greensboro from uh
2: california. california
0: so we traveled to greensboro north carolina where we purchased our property and we were kind of viewing it for the first time mm-hmm. so that was like super exciting for us uh but the process of deciding where we wanted to invest you know we kind of went round and round with that we looked at a few states that uh you know we were interested in but it was kind of all a numbers game so we wanted to go somewhere where you know we can get a house for a good price and then we could also command uh, a good rent Mm -hmm. so greensboro worked out for us Greensboro, north carolina so that that was that was definitely an exciting time for us when we were actually able to go view the property after doing everything kind of virtually you know so it, it was fun
1: so you guys actually bought this property, I don't want to say sight unseen because I'm sure you saw pictures, but you actually went and bought the property first before you actually went and viewed it for the first time.
2: Yes. And so thankfully, we we're able to use you know the power of technology and we had um, an excellent um a real estate agent who would do walkthroughs and would show us around, you know, on his camera phone. And then of course you have the home inspection, um, where, you know, an inspector comes in and kind of goes through the property, you know, with a fine tooth comb. So, um, we certainly took advantage of the technology.
1: And I saw you guys actually purchased a second home, uh, out of state. What was it around October of last year? Yes, Yes. Yes. So is that one also in Greensboro? Yes, sir. That one's also in Greensboro. Uh, it's a very similar home.
0: Uh, we we sought out in 2018. We wanted to purchase two, two properties. properties, and so we were actually able to purchase the first one in March of 2018, and then the second one in October. October. So they're doing well. We have uh, renters in them currently, and they're they're you know definitely building that uh, that retirement for us, and you know that along with, with other strategies we were using. Uh, you know, like you said. Investing in the, in the market as well, mutual funds, index funds, but real estate is just real estate is is exciting
1: for me. You know, yeah, we fun. love it. Yeah, it's a rush. It is a rush. Right. I I own uh, three properties myself, me, well, my right. wife and I, awesome. and uh, you know, when we first got into it, we were we got addicted to the process. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and when I say the process, the process of just buying, we got very very addicted to going to see it. And the more you look at, the more you know what to look for, the more you know, the, you know, and then you make a lot of great connections Um, with both of your properties being in Greensboro. Is that does that look like a place that you're going to primarily invest here on out or you guys uh, got some other states lined up that you're considering as well? Or what does that look like?
2: Um, I think that we're, we're open to looking in other locations, but a good thing about Greensboro is that we have, um, you know, we have an excellent property manager and we are starting to establish some connections. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't, I think we're, we're just open. So yeah. we'll see.
1: Now could Greensboro be a spot for Shara and Marcus and company, or is this just oh, something Lord. that, <laughs> I mean,
0: Maybe
2: had
1: ask. I had to ask. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, George, I Yeah, I, uh, George, I would like to leave California. This is a topic that is heavily debated in our household, yes. but uh, at some point I definitely would love to move, you know, somewhere down South or somewhere a little more Eastern. Uh, Cause we currently, like I said, we're in California, but I, I like Greensboro. There are some areas maybe around that a little more established like Charlotte yeah. uh, or, or Raleigh, right. you know, th- things like that. But yeah, I think it's definitely a possibility.
1: I got a good friend of mine that's in Raleigh right now as we speak, that's uh, walking the land and looking to move there. Nice. <laughs> he's been talking about Raleigh for a year now. Um, shout out to Pastor Ron and a good, good friend of mine, good brother of mine. And uh, he just got there this weekend to walk around, look around the city, visit churches. And uh, so when you said Raleigh, I got, I got goosebumps because you know, that's where he's at right now. So it so seems like nice. in North Carolina or, you know, uh, the Carolina areas in general, a lot of people are migrating there for for opportunities. There's a lot of companies going there for business. So it, it it seems like it's definitely you guys are definitely looking at a place. And I I don't know. I might have to pull out my microscope a little bit. Ah. <laughs>
2: it, it's something.
1: Because I've been looking at Arkansas actually for for properties now because they've got a really good market. Oh and, nice. Uh, you know I don't know. I, I might need to go and and look over there in Greensboro or, or North yeah. Carolina. You know somewhere around there. <laughs> so, um. So listen, guys. Let's let's. So now that you guys have. You know, you guys got the property, you started building some passive income, you know, let me ask you this, now that you guys have kind of accomplished all these things, you've become debt free, you've got passive income, have you kicked your feet up and just kind of started to kind of let the guard down a little bit when it comes to money? Or how does your financial, uh, the way that you approach your finances now differ from the way that you did when you started your journey?
2: Yeah, so in terms of our, our finances and things like our financial dealings on a monthly basis, we do our best to automate everything, you know, so we know how much we have coming out for our Roth IRA and how much we're saving, you know, um, and other retirement accounts and how much we want to save, you know, for, for investments. So we, we do our best, um, to automate things. So we're not spending a whole lot of time, you know, you know, look at micromanaging every little thing. So for us, we have developed healthy habits over the years. And so that kind of takes a lot of uh, pressure off of us to have to scrutinize, you know, every little purchase and every little thing.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So let me, I want to, I want to read a statistics to you guys, a statistic to you guys because everybody that listens to me knows I'm, I'm big on statistics. As of 2018, the American household income or the American household debt hit a record high of $13.21 trillion. As someone that's debt free, what does that say to you guys or how does that make you feel?
2: To me, that says that there's still work that needs to be done. And I'm so glad that you have your platform and we have, there's, you know, several other um, individuals and couples that are really just spreading the message that there's another way and that you can be debt free, you can create these passive streams of income. And so it's really an opportunity. And, you know, like I said, there's still, you know, more work that that needs to be done. Absolutely.
1: I agree. I agree. And one of the things that I'm seeing that I've been reading is millennials are taking the least amount of debt. And they're the ones that are actually uh, building more businesses at a rapid rate than any other age group. Uh, out there um they're the one that's taking the chances and um you know i i struggle with being a millennial because i know they do some some crazy things and I, yes. you know being born in the 80s we're kind of on the tail end of, you know right yeah. at the, just made know, it X to, yeah so i like to call myself a millennial X, so to speak <laughs> <laughs> but uh but you know they're, they're taking the chances and so we we fall into that category um, with that being said, what would you say to the listeners right now that are, you know, that have a problem financially, but they're not talking about it or they're not because a lot of us, we shield that it, we want everybody to think financially, everything's okay. What would you say to those individuals listening right now that have a problem or see one approaching, but they're not really saying nothing or speaking to each other, about it? it's kind of like the elephant in the room that they're just going to throw a sheet over. What would you say to them to get them to really take it seriously
2: yeah i think one of the the issues that exist um is that we want our lives to appear perfect so on instagram we have the most perfect pictures and on facebook we have the most perfect pictures and so sometimes it's hard to admit when we're really going through something and so that that's that's just kind of how Society is, and it looks like that's where it's going. But if there's a listener out there that's having some challenges um, with their finances, I think it first starts um, with having a healthy and positive mindset, knowing that debt free isn't for someone else, that it is for you, and you have to start claiming that for yourself and looking into what resources are available. You know, there's plenty of free information out there, you know, there's financial coaches you know and we we coach individuals and couples as well and so just take advantage of the resources and know that it's okay to um seek you know an an accountability partner or a coach or um you know seek out the help that you might need
0: yeah i I think like how shara said there's a lot of pride involved especially when when you see on social media is everyone's highlight reel so you know you don't want to you want to you want to put out the best of you and 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 you want to kind of with that comes you masking you know a lot of those financial issues that you may be having so yeah I just think it it just you have to kind of let go of that pride and and just the first step you know like they not to be cliche but it's admitting you have an issue and once you admit that to yourself then you can go forward see with like with me I it, it wasn't until I was able to admit to my self and admit to my wife like yeah the the finances aren't looking the way i would hope that they would yes. look <laughs> and once i admitted that to myself then boom we've just taken off from there and uh you know so it, it just takes that 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 uh
1: mental shift what was if you guys don't mind me asking this what was your age and, and i'm going somewhere with this what was your age when you guys had that conversation that started to talk and, and started that that debt-free journey i think
2: i was
1: i think i was 28.
2: I think around 28. Yeah, 28 and
0: Shire was
1: 27. Late 20s. So the reason I wanted, the reason I asked you guys that question is because you guys literally started something that you were 28 years ahead of the average amount of people that actually start talking about it. So according to debt.org, this is one of my favorite websites because you get a lot of good statistics about debt in the U.S. on it, Um, 77% of families in the ages between 55 and sixty four are still in debt, but actually start to sit down and go over their debt, which is mostly mortgages and student loans, and start to focus on paying those things off so they can save for retirement. Wow. 55 to Ages 55 to 64, that's when they start having the conversation that you all had at 27 and 28. Wow. So I know you guys know now the significance of what you've done, but to see that the numbers which we all know the numbers don't lie right. that you did it 27 years that you guys had a conversation that could have according to the way that the 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 world says we should do could have occurred 27 years later yes you guys did it 27 years earlier which is going to allow you to enjoy those years during that time to where you're not struggling to you know pay stuff off because we still live in a, in an age where there's age discrimination. There's, oh, yeah. uh, you know, th- this person's younger and, you know, they've got probably fresher ideas are not set in their way. So there's a lot of that discrimination that takes place that many people at that age may not be able to go out and seek those opportunities that you two are able to at 27 and 28. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, for those individuals that are in their, you know, er, you know, early to late twenties to, Uh, you know, early 40s, what would you say to them to get them to think, you know, to, to change their mind that they've got time to, you know, well, let's, let's, let's just, you know, we got some time. We're, we're good right now. We'll make more money. What would you say to them to get them to change that mindset now to enjoy it later?
2: Yeah. So, well, one thing we're really thankful that, you know, God gave us the the wisdom and that we were able to make the U-turn, you know, when we were able to to do it Mm -hmm. and it took a bad situation in order for us to get there. And for older folks, and like in the statistic that you read, it sounds like some of those people were starting to think more about retirement. And so it turned into like this crisis, like we need to, to turn it around. Um, But one thing that we like to talk about is the time cost of money. And that just simply means that when you are not investing, when you finally get around to it, you're going to have to save more than you would have had to save if you would have started earlier. And so that is one thing that we talk a lot about, um, you know, like on our, on our YouTube channel that it, it costs to wait.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I, think back and I and I wish that we had even discovered this even earlier, earlier. Like in our early 20s uh, because you know it, it you know I like Shara said I think looking at that statistic a lot of those individuals were looking at okay it's, it's time for me to retire and at that point it's, it's sometimes oftentimes it's, it's really too late you know or it's not too late but exactly. it's you know you've you've wasted a lot of years so I'm just thankful like Shara said that we actually had the mind to do it in our early twenties. And a lot of it was, uh, honestly what we were consuming at the time, we were listening to a lot of, uh, you know, podcasts and things about money, even, even then. And, you know, just to get, just to get inspiration. Uh, and then, you know, we started kind of it, it created a mirror and you start comparing, you say, okay, man, they can do it in there. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, this is something that we can do too. You know, it became more of a reality.
2: Yeah. And I, I think that a lot of people have stopped dreaming. I think a lot of people get consumed with the day-to-day, you know, um, responsibilities that they they stop dreaming. Because when you start to dream and you start to think about what kind of life um, I actually want, then you'll see that, if, you know, just going through the day-to-day notions, you know, you're not going to accomplish that. So I I don't I don't know how we would make this happen, but we certainly encourage people to dream, to get a vision for your life. And once you do that, even things that seem impossible um, can become possible because you're you're focused on it. And you know, it's the you know, they I've heard it um said, you know, your subconscious mind, um, there's a lot of power in that. Um, and so when you see a challenge, even though when you're just thinking about it um, you know, kind of on your, on your own terms, you might not see a solution. Um, but the more you, you focus on it, you'll begin to receive creative ideas on how you might be able to accomplish, um, the thing that you've written or the thing that you have set your mind on achieving.
1: So I want to read something to you guys and I want to get you guys' opinion on it. Okay. And I took the time out to do this. So I saw a picture of um, Jay Z and Beyonce and LeBron James and his wife, and uh, one of the things that um, it says on here. I'm reading some of the comments. Wow, uh, what a what a great group of people! Power couple, bagos, right? So, I want to read something that some people said on a post that you all did with you and Pennies to Wealth. Power couple. What a beautiful picture. You make us look good. This gives me hopes. Power couple. Keep grinding. Goals right there. How does it feel to be influencers and get the same reception as Jay-Z, Beyonce, LeBron James and his wife? Wow, I don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, I took the time out to do that. I, I saw that, and then I, I was looking through some of you guys' comments and, and things on a picture you guys took to Pennies to Wealth, and I said, Oh, wow. And wow. I wanted to mention, I, I wasn't going to mention that I was going to ask yeah. y'all that question because I wanted it to be fresh. Yeah. Uh, so, what does it feel like to get that same kind of reception as a couple that, you know, are pretty much together billionaires? Right.
2: I think that that's that's pretty amazing, um, and I think that it also um, speaks to um, a community out there that has you know financial goals, and that they're might not and and they're not maybe just consumed with Hollywood. I don't know that Beyonce. I don't know I don't know their life that well to say that those are my goals that those are my bagels. (laughs) Um, But, you know, as far as the comments that that we've received, you know, it's really encouraging and it's good to see that there's a community of people that, you know, are striving to do, you know, great things in their finances.
0: Yeah, I I think it gives people a realistic goal to shoot for because, you know, while you may not be able to be Jay-Z and Beyonce, you, you know, you being able to pay off your debt by seeing just two regular people who did it, right. that serves as a source of inspiration. And that's really why we kind of started our YouTube and our uh, Instagram and things of that nature, just to kind of one, just document our story. And then it, it, it just kind of transformed into uh, an inspiration to others. And that's kind of why we you know are excited to even be on your podcast and and to share the way we do online is because we're able to inspire people. So it's, that's really like humbling.
2: Right. It's all about, um, it's all about serving others. Mm -hmm. And that's the way that, that we serve.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And when you think about it, guys, outside of just they're doing it on a bigger scale, you guys aren't doing much different than they are. They're business owners their power. They're their couples that do things together. They have real estate. They've got investments and mutual funds and things. So you're, you guys are doing the same thing. You're getting the same reception from a lot of the same type of people in the age groups and things like that. So uh, I, I'd say definitely take a bow. I love what you guys are doing. Uh, shout out to pennies to wealth as well. I mean, I follow them yeah. and I just appreciate what you guys are bringing because, you know, like for me, I give a lot of free information on, how to make money online, how to make passive income, creating digital products. And then you guys are doing it on becoming debt free, investing your money, things like that. And so we all are contributing to a marketplace and we all have a level of influence and we choose what we do with that level of influence. And it just so happens that we chose to do things that's dealing with money and debt. Versus, you know, we're not on here half naked and oh, and twerking you. and doing stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Because we all have a level of influence, and it it's what we do with that level of influence that that's going to give the impact. We yeah. could have done the impact of being, you know, the loudmouth ratchet and all this other stuff, or we could have, you know, did the impact of just locking down, getting focused, working together as a couple, and and getting out of this out of this hole that we call debt. Uh, So I I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, Tell the people how they can connect with you and what platforms that you guys frequent the most so that our followers can get connected and and, and stay connected. Oh, absolutely. So if you want to uh, follow us on YouTube, you can follow us at
0: black married and debt free on YouTube. And then on Instagram and Facebook, we're simply at black married debt free. So we don't have the and in there on the, uh, on the, IG handle, but yeah, those are the platforms where we're really the heaviest. Um, We just recently start uh, started a podcast. Uh, It's the Black Married and Debt Free podcast uh, with Marcus and Shire. So we just did our kind of pilot episode last week, and and uh, you know it's been good. So we're just kind of getting our feet wet in the podcast world, but uh, we're excited about that. So yeah, just you know, at the end of the day, go ahead and pull up that Google search and just type in black Mary they free and you can uh, access all of our content that way too.
1: Awesome. Awesome. And welcome to the podcast where listen, man, I've been uh, struggling with doing a podcast for a while. Many people have like, man, you need to do one. You need to do one. And I just was like, ah, that's not, you know, I enjoy it. And I, I think that more people should do it because we've got different kind of learners. So uh shout out to you guys for, 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 for breaking into that industry. Um, with that being said, for you guys do financial coaching right yes yes, all right can you kind of tell us a little bit about uh you know what that uh you know for for people that are looking that are maybe just i don't want to say afraid but that you know it's not normal to work with someone on with your debt uh what would you say those individuals who are you know, going through something, they maybe don't know where to start. To you know, make them feel comfortable with 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 making that, uh, with making that step to reach out to you all via DM or 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 on Instagram or wherever to start to work with you guys.
2: Absolutely. So um, one of the first things that um, I did after getting after we got out of. Um, debt was I went back to school (laughs) and got a um, coaching certification through uc davis which is a prominent university here in california and um, Marcus and I we've really been able to take those tools To create um, a program to assist individuals and couples in working through um, their financial challenges. So I like to make the distinction between coaching and other um, other professions. So we're not a financial consultant or a financial advisor, Um, but what we do is we partner with our clients to take them from where they are to where they want to be. And we do um, We maintain, you know, confidentiality. There's a code of ethics that I must adhere to as, as a coach. And one thing that people might not know is that when you partner with the financial coach, you're not, you don't have to bring your financial statements. You don't have to tell your income, you know, you can keep confidential things confidential. A lot of people know what they need to do, but a lot of people are unsure who they need to be to do whatever it is that they, you know, desire to do. And so we work on the who, um, when it comes to coaching and when we work on the who, we get to the what. And so, um, we've been, you know, quite successful at this. We love partnering with couples and we've worked with some really great couples that have made, um, lots of progress. And so certainly if it's something that you are, if you're looking for accountability, you're looking for someone to partner with you and to really champion you, then I would certainly um, consider looking into financial coaching.
1: Awesome. Awesome. So there you guys have it. I mean, we had uh, we we had two individuals that have done something that many people only dream of doing. And um, if there's anything that I can say about it is that it it sounds cliche. And I remember when I used to hear this, I used to absolutely hate it until Mm -hmm. I was someone that that went through something and did it. You can do anything you put your mind to. Right, right, I mean it's that simple, I think when we used to hear it, it used to be so cliche it used to it used to kind of frustrate me a little bit, yeah, and when you actually set your mind to do something, you really can't do anything you set your mind to and, right. and these this brother and sister did it, I've done it, many other people have done it in all of our areas of where we where we lacked we've done something along those lines that caused us to put our mind to something and stay on that stay focused on it until it was accomplished. Um, so I appreciate that. I I really do. What can we expect from black married and debt free in the coming, you know, months, years, you know, what, what what can we expect to see from, from this, from this power couple and brand? Uh, Well, George, uh, the goal,
0: is to uh, definitely increase our content, you know, our online content. We want to be consistent in dropping, you know, free content for those that are, are, you know, looking for, you know, free content. And then also we're going to be, uh, you know, getting, we're, our website is under construction now, but we're going to be finishing and rolling out our website and just kind of creating a larger platform, you know, so that uh, individuals can find us. That That's truly the goal. And, and you know, on the personal end, uh, we're going to, you know, just increase our investing. We hope to continue to invest in real estate, uh, but we're really at a season where we want to leave a legacy. You know, we're kind of in legacy mode right now. You know, we have two small children and, you know, I want to leave them with something, you know, so that's truly uh, where our passion is and what our drive is is right now, uh,
1: personally. Yes. Amazing, amazing story, guys. Listen, Thank y'all so much for being a guest today on the episode. This definitely blessed me. Um, I know it's going to bless many, many other people. I cannot wait uh, to get this out there. Um, I can't thank you guys enough for coming. Uh, I subscribed to your podcast just now while we were on here. So oh, cool. uh, definitely excited. If you guys have not done so, please make sure to pull up iTunes. Listen, they 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 use the same platform I do. So it's going to be on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, uh Google Play, uh right. Podbeam, uh Pocket Cat, you know, wherever. So there's no excuse. Get out there, search for Black, Married, and Debt Free, subscribe to the podcast and get connected. Because the thing is, the longer you let these things go by, you know, many of us, we pray for um, you know, God to help us with our finances, to help us get out of debt and to uh increase our finances, increase our debt, and, and, and all these different requests. And what we don't realize is that many times he puts us in a place to where everything is available to us and we're in a position to pursue those things, but we just don't because we're waiting on the publisher's clearinghouse van, so to speak, yeah. to pull up right. and say, hey, here's a briefcase and it has everything down to the last penny that you need to become debt-free, right? right? You know, or or here here's a bag. It has everything you need to buy your first two property, you know, like we're waiting on that. And that's not going to happen. Yeah. My grandma's been playing the publisher's clearing house since the nineties and they ain't came yet. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm 33 years old and I remember my grandma playing the publisher's clearing house when I was eight and nine. That van ain't came to her house yet. Trust me. <laughs> I would know. I talked to my grandma every day. So, you know, many of you guys are waiting on that you know, van to come up, so to speak, it's not going to come. You really need to start evaluating what you have in front of you and the opportunities that you're in a position to pursue and you need to go and pursue it because the thing is, is that a couple of things are going to happen. Either so much time is going to go by that your season to where you could have went in and, and, uh, you know, been in a position to take advantage of those things. You won't be in a position to do it. And when you are in a position to do it, it's going to be a lot more worse than what it would have been if you would have done it at the time where it was initially open for you. So take advantage of those things now. Let's not turn a bad situation into a worse situation because many times we feel that our situation is so bad that it cannot get any worse when in theory your situation can be bad, but it can get a lot worse. So it's just like what they say out in the field. Uh, let's stop the bleeding so that we don't hemorrhage. Let's right. let's let's get this thing under control. Uh, sew up and 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 take advantage of the resources that are put out there because you guys are a resource that has been put out there. You guys have an assignment, and your assignment is to help people get out of debt. Uh, once they get out of debt, point them in the directions to you know get you know into a place to where they don't never have to go back to that place because when you don't have things in place. You can lose a job again as being debt-free. And when you ain't got no money coming in, guess what? You're going to have to take a loan out on that debt-free house. Right. You're going to have to start using some credit cards. And before you know it, you're back where you were when you got started. Right. So it's very important for us to take advantage of the resources that are available to us now so that a bad situation doesn't become a worse situation. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you Yeah,
2: thank you, you.
1: You guys were just amazing today, amazing. I I hope that we can um, definitely do some work in the future with some stuff coming up. I know you guys do speaking engagements and stuff, so maybe we can partner and and, and do some things in the future to to help to help the masses. Oh, that yes. would be great. That would be great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, y'all, thanks everyone for coming in today and listening to the monetize everything podcast. As I always say at the end of all my broadcasts, if you are committed to taking care of your money, your money will be committed to taking care of you until next time. This is George Pitts and my brother and sister from black, married and debt free. And remember to go out and monetize everything. Thanks for listening to the Monetize Everything podcast with George Pitts. Visit us at georgepittsco.com
0: for show notes and more resources on how to build wealth, improve your finances, and multiple streams of income all online.